Friday morning. Keep the fish are broke. It is. Yeah. Fish is a man. Just got back from St. Mary's, which was great. Um, this is probably our last full day together. Yeah. This break. Huh? Why, why is it our last full day together? Tell you what, I'm going to Georgia. Why go to Georgia? I'm a folks missionary, so uh, I found out a couple of weeks ago that I signed to the University of Georgia, which I'm super pumped about. I was serving at UNL while I was finishing up school, and I was praying for a southern school with big Greek life, good football team, and kind of got everything in Georgia. Mm -hmm. So I got a house really quickly, and here we are. Going to head down, well, I'll probably go to Lincoln tomorrow and say my goodbyes, and then head, head start heading to Georgia on the 2nd. We have a regional gathering, which I'm super pumped about. They get like all the schools together from like the area, I don't know, there's like nine to 12 schools, and we all kind of have a retreat. There's gonna be plenty of time to pray, go to confession, daily mass, um, talks, hang out time, explore. It's like on a lake, like in this hidden area, which I'm gonna love, and yeah. the weather's way better down there, so I'll spend a few days there, and then I'll move into my house in Georgia and just get started on a mission and see if we can get something started on that campus. It's folks' this first year there, so. Have to do the groundwork. Dude, that's so exciting. What what day did you find out that you got placed at Georgia? Um, was it Monday is finals week? So I, I don't know, probably December like thirteenth ish. Thirteenth. Yeah. And so basically, you have like three weeks to find a house. Yep. In a whole yeah. other state. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not even three weeks. Just <laughs> yeah. It was it was quick, but I kind of like it. You know, it keeps you on your toes, and the Lord provides. Um, so I'm excited. I feel like you're like a fly by the seat of your pants kind of guy. So this is like your this is where you thrive. This is yeah. Just like last minute, have to find a house, get your stuff going, and then like you're off. You're yeah, off I kind of like I kind of like just to do. Th I mean, I got I I feel like you know I go back and forth. I, I have a schedule, but I also leave a lot of room for. I I'm okay with with not knowing a lot and just kind of risking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it worked out. What are you most looking forward to going to to Georgia? And, and starting this journey of, of focus there? Honestly, I mean, I could go on and on from the stuff I've learned this semester about being a folks missionary, but I don't know. It was, I was really blessed to see like how much a, a campus can thrive when there's a lot of people bought into sharing the gospel and how impactful that can be on students. And so I, I think I'm just excited, <clears throat> first and foremost, just to bring the gospel to Georgia um, and just share it as much as possible, get to know as many people uh, as, as God wants me to, and especially get involved in the Greek system, because Greek life is huge down there, so I want to be able to reach out to the, the fraternity guys, and honestly, like, just starting these Bible studies that I did this semester with, you know, guys, I, I mean, almost, I think everybody I started Bible study with, it was their first time in one, mm -hmm. and so it was really great to, like, be able to see how much of an impact is sharing God's Word with people. And, like, we're all, you know, it's, it's, it seems intimidating at first to start a Bible study, but honestly, like, everybody can just go go and start one. You know, maybe maybe you need, need a little help from a mentor who's done it before to kind of show you how to, how, but honestly, like, the best thing we can do in order to, you know, try to bring the joy and fulfillment of Christ in others' lives is to share his word. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I can't really think of a better way, a more impactful mm -hmm. way that anybody else has done. I mean, sure, there's... Ama amazing thing, other things that we should do, but like, mm -hmm. just like sharing his word, and it's just like an hour or two week. I mean, 
I said it'd be an hour a week, but my guys, I mean, we were we were together for like it ended up being two hours a week when we no. when we started our Bible study. Yeah. We, we would just go for like two hours, and I don't know, seeing the seeing the hope that I saw in so many guys, especially in Phi Cap, um, just being able to serve serve as president, as you know, you know, like that's very impactful, and like you know, see all these guys who they have hope and they're and they're they're becoming better men you know they're building yeah. virtue mm-hmm. honestly that that was that was giving witness to me you know as much as anything else as much as anything I, I was doing I didn't even feel like I was doing anything but bring that to Georgia which you know it's just gonna be fun for me first mm-hmm. of all being in Georgia <clears throat> but then bringing what I've learned in Lincoln and the community that's built up there, just trying to start that another campus. Mm-hmm. And there could be so many vocations to the priesthood and amazing fathers mm-hmm. that come from guys who went to Georgia because we're trying to set it on fire. We're trying to build it up from ground zero. Um, and maybe, you know, someday they'll have as much Bible studies and, and, and stuff to do as we do in Lincoln, which is the biggest focus campus. I'm not saying focus is like the only ministry out there, mm-hmm. but, you know, it, it is proven. It, it is actually the biggest um mission company whatever you want to call it in the world like it has the most um mission trips and people involved in in mission than any other thing that's ever been started i think like really ever as far as like you know an established apostolate yeah um but yeah so i'm just super pumped i like that little plug at the end for focus there (laughs) (laughs) well i didn't know that until very recently but there's it is it is actually the biggest and the mission trips um they're they're the best that out there mm-hmm. and it's like just radically changes lives and you know bring people into the sacraments i mean we experienced it at the father's house this last semester we got a lot of the football guys to come like honestly when we just get students together especially men together like not being afraid to live out the faith and just talking about it like mm-hmm. making this all of our conversations yeah. it just it changes it changes everything like guys no longer are stuck in the mindset of like what the world tells them but they're 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 free like you can just see it in people like i've seen it yeah because the holy spirit's working and the more we just submit ourselves to the holy spirit the, the easier it's going to happen because mm-hmm. you know in my weakness anyway sometimes i think like there's a certain way of doing things and i need to do it and, or i get tired or whatever but it's all it's all jesus and so I'm, I'm thankful to see that and just like hopefully grow in my interior life where it starts especially in georgia Mm-hmm. So then, more of that can can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I honestly like so going to UNL last year. Like that was such a profound experience, and my like focus is just killing it at UNL. And it just it blew my mind to see so many people so on fire for their faith. Like you go there, and it's just like everybody. Like the conversations I have with my friends, always talking about Christ, always talking about their faith. And I think it's just so beautiful how like once you have an encounter with Christ and really start growing your faith you can't help but to share it and you just want to talk about it and I think it's beautiful like you're going to Georgia now like you know I, I love to think of like you know the, the, the saints where they, they would go to the ends of the earth to go proclaim the gospel here you are going to to Georgia um, because you, you just got this fire and you want to go bring that to the guys in Bible studies and stuff like that and I just think it's it's so beautiful to see people our age you know our generation mm-hmm. just get lit up to just yeah. share the good news like you're saying, it brings this joy. Like, I think we, all three of us have experienced, like, we were not as joyful as we were, like, as we are this this year. Like, this um, year has been incredible. I've had so much joy. Like, not a day, I don't even think I've had a bad day this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. 
Um, because once you encounter that love of Christ and that fire, like, what can we be sad about? Like, why, why, what can we complain about when we have Christ? Like, if Christ is for us, no one is against us. Like, he's with us, and I know he's been with us, and especially you um, having a fire and a call to, to go to Georgia and go proclaim the good news to those men, all those yeah. people on the campus. I'm just, I'm so excited. I, I'm grateful for the opportunity. You put it best. You can't help but share it once you've experienced it. Because, like, yeah, I mean, there's going to be trials. I mean, we're all, that, that's one thing that's promised, is until the day we die, we're going to be tempted, there's going to be trials. But so it's not to say that, you know, everything's fixed and we're perfect, but, but you said it, like, we just have that joy anyways, you mm-hmm. know, and that, that's what I want to bring to people is like, I, I, I remember being caught up in, in things, and before I had a radical conversion to Christ my sophomore year of college, and I didn't know how to deal with them, and now they, those things don't stop, but yeah. like, I know how to, I know how to like, there, I have hope in the resurrection, which is, you know, to sum it up, is is one thing like to bring to to everybody. And mm-hmm. I know you got you got experience one year at UNL, and <clears throat> now now you're in, in the seminary, mm-hmm. which is awesome. So like, what was that what was that shift like for you going to such a big campus, but like still doing the same sharing, the same mm-hmm. like stuff, but in a way different scene. Yeah, no, it's there's it's funny because there's a lot of similarities to like last year being especially in Phi Kappa Theta, you know, Catholic fraternity. So there's, there's a lot of similarities, but, like, there's there's a huge difference, and it's so beautiful how seminary, it's a constant, like, purification process, where it's like you're constantly being pushed. I mean, it's, it's beautiful because you always have, like, your formators always, like, you know, encouraging you and pushing you, and it's, it's constant growth. And I couldn't believe, like, going to UNL last year, I, you know, started praying more, started going to, you know, daily mass, and I was like, man, I'm doing pretty well. Like, I'm, I'm really growing in faith. And I go to seminary, and I'm just like, I have so far to go. Like, there's so, there's like, I can never stop growing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I absolutely love my experience at seminary. I I am so thankful. Like, I remember I, when I first got to seminary, I was like, they call it the honeymoon phase, because you're just so excited, and it's <laughs> like, it's a new experience. You know, you've yeah. never experienced something like this before. And I just remember, like, my prayer, I could not pray about anything else but Thanksgiving. For being mm. at seminary, like I would sit and I'd be praying. I'm like, I can't pray about anything else. I'm just thank you, God, yeah, for bringing me here. Yeah, I know. I was. It was like a beautiful experience because it's it's so special being with like. So that we have a small small um, class. There's only 25 of us total, um, but there's something so beautiful about walking with brothers on the journey to priesthood because. Like there's nothing, there's nothing like it, and it's something that you can't really explain because it's so beautiful. Um, but I have never been so happy in my life. Like I've never been so happy and so set on fire and so excited to see what God continues to do in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, he's completely, radically changed my life, um, brought so much joy, and. It's funny because like every aspect of seminary has been has been beautiful. Like spiritual growth, you know. I have a spiritual director who's awesome. Shout out to Father Paul. Like he's mm-hmm. he's amazing. Um, and so like walking and he's helping me grow spiritually and understanding new forms of prayer and and helping me encounter Christ more deeply, more deeply than I ever thought I could. And then you have academics. 
And so in seminary, you know, you study philosophy, which is something I never thought in a million years I'd study. Mm -hmm. It's it's insane. Yeah, I didn't think you'd ever study that either. No. Yeah. It's funny, like, last year going to UNL, I was studying acting. I thought I was going to go to L.A. and be an actor. And then, like, yeah. bam, all of a sudden, I'm yeah. studying philosophy. Um, and it, growing up, like, in high school, I think you guys know, I, I just didn't really enjoy school that much. I was one of those, like, kids that was like, I'm never going to use this stuff in my life. Like, what's the point? I mean, who cares about science and, and all that? I go to seminary, and um, one of my classes, the, the professor is, is incredible, Dr. Hugh Quay. He, he talks about how, like, the world was created. Everything was created through Jesus Christ. Therefore, like, there's not a single thing that we can study that won't bring us closer to Christ. Everything we learn it's about. gospel today. Yeah, <laughs> exa yeah, exactly. It ties in very well. Um, but everything we can learn will bring us closer to Christ because everything was created through Christ and that completely mm -hmm. just changed my mindset and I was like wow like learning is is a spiritual it brings us closer to Christ just by learning more about science and you know even finance it's like everything mm -hmm. will bring us closer to Christ and I just absolutely love um, my studies with philosophy I actually like went from like never enjoying doing homework to like I am excited to do homework which is so weird, you know, like I'm excited to write papers, and I'm excited, because some of our homework is like reading the catechism, yeah. like you can't, like, it's homework, like, you can't even call it yeah. homework, you know, you're just learning more about the faith, and so, yeah, uh, it's, it's been, it's been incredible, and then, you know, brotherhood, of course, I mean, I'm a big brotherhood guy, I love having a, a good fraternity of guys, especially, there's no better brotherhood than a brotherhood that's founded on Christ, where, like, a bunch, especially a bunch of guys, striving to grow um, holier. And I always like to look at me and my brothers as like we're just like soldiers. You know, we're soldiers on this in this battle together on this journey to, to priesthood, um, which is, is, is really beautiful. So, yeah, seminary is 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I've always been intrigued by the formation. I mean, ever since I kind of had my conversion, you know, reading about the saints, like, it's just, it's amazing the kind of formation you get at seminary and it's, it's an amazing vocation to, to discern actively, and, you know, I talked about focus and my mission work, and there's a lot of good resources out for focus, too. There's always a checkout. I mean, we're, we're, we're doing formation every single day as a team. Team life is beautiful. It's, like, really been an amazing experience for me, but, but like, it's, it's kind of cool to see the contrast there, but then Mitch over here is engaged now. Yeah. Engaged, and so man. There's, there's just another, like, huge vocation that mm -hmm. you're discerning and you know really set on you know it's gonna happen on July 9th yeah so what's been the journey of you've been you're the first you're the oldest you're the first to graduate college first to get out of the house now you're already you know engaged what's the what's that been like because I I haven't been on my own yet I mean here I will be in the in soon but you know here you are doing it for a while now and discerning marriage and I just want to hear a little bit about that <clears throat> yeah for sure I think I think it's really interesting. I hadn't realized this until uh, I think Trevor, you brought it up. We were talking at Red Robin like a week or two ago, and we were all in Lincoln, and just like how all three of us are essentially in, in three different kind of vocations right now. Like all three of them are covered here, in, in at least in our current steps of life. You know, like we're all kind of. Um, in, in that and so it, it's it's funny that we're just three brothers and I, I didn't really think about that intentionally until till now but it's true it's like 
it's crazy that we can all like have so many different perspectives and come together. And for me, it's like uh, it, it was it was very difficult, honestly. Like like discerning the vocation early on, I think, just because. I mean, it's not supposed to be easy, I don't think. Uh, you know, discerning vocation is never super easy, but I, I think very very early on it was difficult just because um, we live in a world where it's not very common or very cool to be discerning marriage this early. Um, luckily, I was surrounded by a bunch of other men in FICAP that understood me and were in that position. You know, if it weren't for FICAP, I don't know. I mean, it's... It, again, the world is just like telling us all these things right now that are just so contrary to, to our faith and what we're supposed to believe in. So, um, you know, there's times where it could be lonely, but if you look around, you have people that are there to help you do that. So, of course, it's the people, um, people in prayer, I, I would say, that really helped helped me in, in, in discerning that vocation early on. Uh, I think in my circumstance, too, it was it's even more difficult because I had been dating Taylor for so long. Like we started dating in high school, and so you know, a lot of guys they they meet someone in college, and you know, it's two years of dating or whatever, and then engagement. Or it's kind of a more typical timeline. We had been dating for a while, and so um, I think sometimes I, I didn't know if I should trust my trust myself in the, in the sense that I'm like, am I really old enough to make a decision like this? Or you know what I mean? Like when you yeah. start dating someone in high school, it's like, am I really mature enough to be doing this? Or is this less like negative self-talk but through a lot of prayer you know I would say the rosary was the biggest biggest factor in my prayer life in discerning that vocation deciding that last summer deciding that this is going to be the summer that I'm going to propose and we're going to get married next summer the time just worked out with me graduating college and um, where she's at just graduating this last um, couple weeks ago and then she'll be starting Taylor started start med school in August just made sense to, to do that and so uh, proposed July 9th 2021 and gonna get married July 9th 2022 the the Newman Center and place that we both is very special to us and it, yeah again a lot of a lot of prayer went into that and then I think now that I'm in the engagement stage of it it's I've realized um, it's it's not Again, it's not easy. I didn't expect it to be easy, but there's a lot of, of trials, I would say, in that because, you know, you get over the hump of, of finally, like, figuring out kind of what God's calling you towards. So there's no doubt there, but then there's little things that come up that try and create a little bit of hesitancy, anxiety, worry about the future, about where you're at. And again, it's like, I think part of it's because, you know, as a 22-year-old, it's like, can I really do this? Like, you start to realize what you're committing to. Not that you didn't know before, but it, it becomes more and more real each and every day. And it makes you realize, like, there's a lot of things that you need to do as a man to get there. And so there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of beautiful struggles in that and, and things that are just constantly calling you higher. And um, part of that, again, is surrounding yourself with the right people and prayer life. I, I would say... You know, prayer's been super dry the past, you know, few weeks specifically. Mm -hmm. I would say this last year as a whole, prayer, prayer just seemed kind of dry. But I think persevering in prayer is, like, just obviously the, the way to go. You know, yeah. you guys have made that really clear to me over this break. It's just, like, how important and foundational it, it is and it needs to be the mm -hmm. foundation of it all. You're not going to, you know, 
especially as a working guy starting you know starting a full-time job after college you know you, you get kind of bombarded with with that life and, and what you think that life needs to be and you know if you don't if you don't found it in prayer it's just going to be very very difficult and so you know I've been I've been trying to navigate that figuring that all out because you know your daily schedule is set to a degree and then you got you have to make prayer the foundation you you know Taylor and I are planning our wedding you know in the evenings and not you know not all the time it's not like every single day we're planning our wedding but you know there's a lot to be done and there's a lot we did this Christmas break and and that part challenges you as a couple too because you're we're actually learning more and more about each other even though we've been dating for five years we're learning even more in, in that planning process and how each of us work and communicate and stuff like that and that needs to be rooted in prayer you know mm-hmm. like we have our wedding planner book from dynamic catholic and we uh you know it starts with a prayer on the first page so we want to pray that before every time we we get into things and sometimes we just skip over it. we just get we, we start talking we get right into it i'm like oh we we, we should have said that prayer because yeah. it needs to be rooted in prayer you know the planning process and and still praying for and with each other so it's been beautiful i you know i i'm very thankful i've been thinking god trying to give more thanks because instead of just asking for things because I, I you know in, i would say in high school and college i feel like a lot of my prayer was just you know help me with this you know mm-hmm. asking for things those prayers have their places but this year i'm like wow like thank you god like you've done so much for me like i am I, i'm engaged to taylor and I, i'm just so super excited to be married to her like that's a beautiful thing to be thankful for i was able to graduate college with the guys that i did um got to spend college with you know i live in a really great house with a few great guys um and you know it's been a great year like i, I have so many of my needs just taken care of and so many of my desires he knows and 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 wants to to bring me joy through those and so i've been focusing more on thanksgiving as well just because the, like even if you don't believe in god even if you don't aren't christian or catholic the, the moment that you flip the switch and, and change your perspective to what is good in my life, that's when, that's when like, your whole life can change. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, like, having faith and, and, and relationship with Christ is going to help exponentially with that. Mm-hmm. But, but if we start ground level, even if you don't have a faith, instead of focusing on all the, the negative headlines, all the negativity in the world, all the things that are going wrong in your life, when you stop and just pay attention to the things that are great, and as Americans, we need to do this way more because as Americans, we have it so good and we pretend that we don't, and it's so sad because like mm-hmm. the fact that we have clean water, and you know, mo- obviously not everyone has housing, but for the most part, like the United States of America, the very <laughs> basics, we have access to clean water. Like that's really, I don't think we realize actually how rare that is on the worldwide scale and we you know we have so much mm-hmm. to be thankful for and, and the moment we realize that and, and, and flip that switch and realize there's there's people out there that are just struggling way worse than we are with basic needs mm-hmm. we can change our perspective there you know I think especially in this country I think we, we like to make up problems because we don't have enough problems mm-hmm. so we have to make up problems mm-hmm. to like be yeah. angry about it's like just give thanks give thanks all 2022 that's what i'm gonna do so mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah. gratitude yeah. goes a long way gratitude and like you said just rooting rooting everything in prayer i mean that's that's huge at any time but especially you know in planning a wedding because mm-hmm. 
it's, it's so easy because like the world tells us we need to just go 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 do 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 take things upon ourselves it's about us like we'll we'll make things happen on our own um and that's that's what success is that's how you're gonna make money that's how you're gonna be happy and people have been doing that since the beginning of time and it never works and we still think it is mm-hmm. but uh yeah like one thing the saints always always i mean any saint you talk about it's like if this is a theme if you see this in every saint maybe it's true is you just got to root everything in prayer. You got to start with prayer in everything you do and pray without ceasing, as St. Paul said. Even when you have obligations, you can make it a prayer by offering it up or by whatever, you know, yeah. doing intercessory prayer. Um, <clears throat> and when, when we do that, we just give ourselves to Jesus in prayer. All these things just mm-hmm. take care of themselves. Like we, we can literally do 10 times as much work in a third of the time because Jesus mm-hmm. is doing the work and he's way stronger than us. I mean, we, yeah. we can't even do anything on our own. And, you know, seek first the kingdom and everything else will be granted to you. And I, I, I'm not perfect. Like, I don't live that out every day. But, like, when I do, it's, I see it very clearly. And it's funny, in our weakness, we always kind of fall back because we, we're always like, oh, is this seriously true when times are hard? Mm-hmm. But especially in something like this, and one really cool thing, you know, Taylor's awesome. You're just going to be a chill, cool dad. Like, I'm super pumped <laughs> for the wedding, but, like, how, how's it been? Because Taylor, you and Taylor are going through RCIA together. She's getting confirmed to Easter, yeah. which I'm coming back for, and I'm su- super pumped. But, like, I want to hear about your experience going going through RCIA with her and how powerful that must be as you're prepping for marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's added a cool factor to it because we're going to RCIA, RCIA every Thursday together at the Newman Center. Um, you know, started in September and so we're on a little break here, but we'll start it back up in January. And it's been very fruitful for the both of us, not only the content of our study, but committing to something weekly where we're growing in our faith together. You know, even if we were both Catholic, it would be already like fully confirmed. It would be really cool just to do anyway, because it's like I've learned so much um, in in those classes, and and really a lot of the stuff we've gone through is just introductory level. Like we're about to get into the nitty gritty starting in January like all the stuff that is basically the the pain points for other Christians, you know, like that kind of stuff, saints, Mary, like sacraments, like we're about to get into that and dive into that. Um, it's also kind of, in a weird way, affirmed what I already do know mm-hmm. because, you know, I remember one specific class, and this isn't to brag, but I, I got through it all and realized, like, you know, I knew all that, but... I didn't realize I knew all of it until he went over it. I'm like, I know I should be more confident in my faith and being able to share my faith mm-hmm. is what it affirmed yeah. for me was like, right. I know, I know more than I think I know. And that should give me enough confidence to share my faith more. Um, and so that was the only class where I was like, Oh, I know. like not to say I know everything. So that's not true. <laughs> yeah. I'm learning so much, but it, it was, a, it was kind of a cool affirmation that I felt the Holy Spirit moving and like, hey, you need to be more confident in yourself and you need to be more confident in what you know and your faith. And um, she, you know, it's been beautiful. She has been enjoying it as well. Um, both of us have, you know, we'll, we'll kind of talk in the car ride about, you know, what, what we thought about things. And, um, and, and then usually, obviously, there's like adoration going on. So we'll stop in the chapel and pray for the Blessed Sacrament. And, um, it's been really cool to see her grow too, and and so much. And um, her her faith has been beautiful for me to, to see as well, just because she is so like at this point she's read more Catholic books probably than I have, like straight up. 
And so I need to catch up. I should mm-hmm. probably, I want to do more spiritual reading. But she really did, like, just dive right in and read so much to to the point where she's convicted. And, and mm-hmm. it's been beautiful to see. And, and it's been a really eye-opening thing for me, honestly, of, like, wow. Like, I mean, that's just beautiful for me as someone who just grew up with it and kind of got it handed to them in a sense. Like, yeah. it, it's been beautiful to witness. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, I really love yours and Taylor's relationship. Like, it's such a, you guys are such a model couple. Um, I think there's just, like, one thing I see is, like, your guys' relationship is rooted in faith. I love how, like, you'll say, like, oh, yeah, me and uh, Taylor going to go to St. Mary's and pray a rosary, or, or you guys pray together, you guys talk about the faith together, and I think that's just something that's so lost, is I feel like so many relationships fail, is because they, they aren't rooted in, in prayer, in that relationship with Christ. The marriages that will no doubt work and be stronger than ever are the ones that are rooted in Christ, when, when the, the couple makes Christ a part of the relationship, in the center of the relationship, and that's exactly what you and Taylor have been doing. And it's so beautiful to see, and you know, I can already see this this marriage flourishing because of that, um, which is just it's just so comforting to me and to know. And I just love how, especially, um, marriage is one of those things that it, it can be kind of confusing. A lot of people don't understand really what marriage is, and at its core, what marriage is is two people sacrificing themselves for one another, mm-hmm. and I, that, I, that's why so many marriages fail because. You know, the couple, they go into it thinking, okay, what can I get out of this relationship? And then it fails, <laughs> ultimately. Mm-hmm. One thing I love about you and Taylor is I can see that you guys go into it with a mindset of, what can I give to this person? Like, how can I benefit this person? And I, I, can, I can see that from the outside. And um, especially as a man, and it, I love how the vocation of marriage and the vocation of priesthood in ways are similar because a priest... What he's trying to do is completely die to himself to be there for others. And what a, a, what a man, what a husband, what a father does is die to himself so he can be there for his wife and his kids. And I, I can totally see you just being a great model, a great model husband, a great model father. And I'm just, just so excited to see where your and Taylor's marriage goes because um, we need more marriages like it. You know, there's a true love. And when there's a marriage with true love that's rooted in Christ and, and Christ is invited, it can't fail. You know, the devil can't break that marriage. Mm-hmm. I'm just so excited to see July 9th. It's going to be a great day, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, dude, I really appreciate that. Yeah, that means dude. a lot. And yeah, of course. Because I don't always see it that way, too. I'm very hard on myself about where I think I need to be and where I want to be. And so, I yeah, that yeah. means a lot. I appreciate that because it's not always perfect. You know, yeah. there's, there's days um, where I'm failing to do that. There's weeks where I'm failing to do that. I'm focused on myself and mm-hmm. things I want to do, my my work, my projects, and different things. And but yeah, like like you said, I mean, it's just constantly reminding. Because I mean, that's one thing. Like when when I get when we were married, you know, it's gonna be there's gonna be sacrifices involved. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think about you know not not only that, but then the, the next step of then having kids, how, how much sacrifice that's gonna mm-hmm. require from me. Yeah, can't I mean, hold your little baby. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't wait to. <laughs> but then I also think about like man, I'm really going to have to to die to myself. And mm-hmm. I'm ready for it, but I'm not, you know? Like, yeah. the amount of sacrifices and the time, like, yeah. but I know that, that God provides the supernatural graces through the sacrament of marriage for all mm-hmm. that. So it's yeah. like, it's all going to work out, but mm-hmm. there, yeah. it's it's a journey, you know? Like, 
Yeah, it gives such good witness to others, too. I mean, just God's design is amazing, like in the family and in the priesthood, you know, whatever our vocation is. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's what's, what's crazy to think, because it's so unpopular in the world, unpopular, is that, you know, marriage, you know, essentially is to bring, obviously, Christ to one another. But, like, even in the most intimate relationship of marriage, where you give your whole life to this other person, you spend your whole life with them, it's all for the purpose of trying to show them Christ. It's not about you, it's not about them. It's still all about Christ and the most intimate relationship that two human beings could be in. Mm-hmm. And that just shows like the beauty and strength of you know, Christ's design of you know, just going back from the beginning. Like he made us out of love and he made us to to be with him. Because he knows no matter where we go, we're not gonna be completely fulfilled unless we're with him. And so he made us out of that love because he literally just, he made us not by necessity of his nature, but by willingness. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to do it, but he willed it because he just, he's love itself. It just had to, it just, I feel like it just had to go somewhere because he he just couldn't contain it because he just wanted to be with us. And then we broke that, uh, you know, original sin, you know, free will. We use our free will in the wrong way. Um, but then he, he restored that on the cross. He gave he gave his whole his whole self to us. He shows us how to do that. Like, and he does that every day. Mm-hmm. He gives us his body, his blood, his soul, and his divinity in the Eucharist every single day, all across the world. There's masses going on all the time. Like, just like from the Old Testament, the celebration of Passover. Like, he fulfills all that in the new and everlasting covenant with his blood, and we we're still celebrate that every day. That we're in covenant with him, and now it's like our our turn to like respond to that like how are we going to respond well we just got to do do what he did we just <clears throat> got to be disciples of him and make and make disciples to do the same because mm-hmm. we know if we experience him we know that that's where they're going to find fulfillment because we look around the world and see all this darkness and all this just nobody's nobody's content restless is a, a lot of the world is just restlessness and we, we want to bring people into that and like both locations, priesthood and marriage, are designed to do just that for ourselves and all those we encounter, where whether we're the shepherd of a flock of a parish or whatever, or the shepherd of our own family. Like literally, because of the love between you and somebody else, like there are souls being created that once they're conceived they will last forever and they're made forever like cooperating with God to bring souls to him forever. Like it's amazing. So I don't know, like I just Learning more about just the the design of both vocations is just mm-hmm. is huge, like in discernment, and it's just it's beautiful how God designed everything, and it's you know important to pray pray with that and keep that in mind um, every day, seeing how He's calling each and one of us to do use our individual gifts to, to fulfill that mm-hmm. yeah. the Great Commission. Yeah, it, it's kind of it's cool how the common denominator for every vocation, marriage, priesthood, single life. Like the first and foremost, most important thing is to bring others to Christ, to bring others to heaven. That's that is the number one goal of a priest. It's the number one goal of a father. It's the number one goal of a single man is to bring the people around you to Christ, bring your family to Christ, to bring your parishioners to Christ. You know that's that is the number one goal, and it's just like to, to keep that in the back of your mind, remembering like we are not made for this earth. We are made for heaven, and. 
I, I, I myself so many times overlook, like I'm living for heaven right now. How can I live for heaven? Because, I mean, it's going to be everything we need. Like every single thing we need. I always like to think, and this is like when I was a kid, I used to think about this. Like when I used to hear like heaven is like everything you could ever want and like perfect joy. I'd always think about like, so heaven must be like Christmas morning, but like infinity times better. <laughs> that's, that's what I'd always think. And like, that's what we were made for. Like that is what we're all striving for. And I just think it's so cool that here we are, three guys, three brothers, in completely different vocations, working for the same goal, to be there with Christ forever, with, with our families, with our parishioners, whoever, you know, whoever. That's the plan for that. That's yeah. the plan. Well, we need to, we and everyone needs to pray more for each vocation, too, mm-hmm. because I think, you know, a lot of parishes and their intentions are, you know, pray for seminarians, pray, which is good, and pray for our priests, um, and pray for more vocations, which is good. But, like, we need to be specific about praying for the people that are living out each vocation because I think marriage gets overlooked because it's, like, the most common thing. Like, there's, you know, there's secular marriages outside of the church. Like, it's the most Mm -hmm. common thing that everyone just grows up thinking, you know, sometimes, like, oh, yeah, like, I'll probably just get married. You know, like, that's, like, the most common, you know, as a kid, you you just kind of just think in in your head before you understand, like, the vocation itself. Like, you just kind of assume. But... We need to pray for holy marriages and, mm-hmm. and pray for for holy single people, and on top of vocations, obviously, um, to the priesthood because it's yeah. it's all it's all important. Like they all work together. You know, if you have a really good priest, uh, one really good priest isn't going to all of a sudden make holy marriages. You know, mm-hmm. like and having holy marriages isn't going to make holy priests. They're they're we have to we have to pray for all three of these like vocations, the people yeah. that are in those because. You know, we just can't overlook one any of them. We just can't. You know? We're all in this we're together. All, yeah, yeah, we're all in the we're all in the church. We're all in the church community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100. That being said, I'm really feeling a bowl of oatmeal. Yeah, so I'm getting kind of I hungry. I can go for a bowl. Breakfast time, baby. We should end with uh, what's one thing each of us is re- like one of our resolutions for 2022 because it is New Year's Eve. It is New Year's Eve, December 31st. Yeah. Um, one resolution. We don't have to share all of them, just one of them. And then one thing we're all looking forward to this next year outside of the obvious. Okay. <laughs> okay. I never really make New Year's resolutions. Well, here's yeah, the like, time. <laughs> I don't really make, I never make them intentionally, really. Yeah. I, they're always like, oh, you know, I'll, I, I want to like, do this. I always because they're, they're so cliche nowadays. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't want to be that guy. It's like, oh, 2022, new me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate that too. Everyone's like, this year's new year, be. new me. <laughs> gonna be like my, my year of joy or whatever which is like you know it's like good intended but like it's just February. funny and cheesy yeah <laughs> and it's February you're like what this 2023 is, is my year <laughs> that's a good question um I don't know what I'm looking I, I know mine so I can say mine All right, really yeah, so as obviously like I said outside the obvious I'm excited to get married but um, I'm excited for my clerks on the plat retreat in March because mm. I've been waiting years for this yeah. to work out finally. And then my my resolution that's different that I'm really trying, like really going to need prayers for is a daily holy hour because mm. Advent, Danny got me kicked off with daily holy hours, but they didn't happen daily. But they were, you know, I started to do holy hours where I was like, 
I just realized I, I need to have my life, so I really want to commit to that every single day, mm-hmm. no matter what, um, get a holy hour in, so those are those are mine. But hey, I like that, yeah, that's huge. Little holy oysters hour. on the flat. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. <clears throat> Dean, you got yours yet? Um, I'll just spitball. I, I'm honestly, as crazy as it sounds, I'm really looking forward to Totus Tuis this mm. summer. I did it last year. It was the most crazy summer, busy as heck, but man, it was it was fun. And I just love love teaching the kids about the faith, you know, getting fired up and having fun. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to Totus Tuis. Um, one resolution. That's a great question. Um, I guess I don't really have a specific answer. Bench two plays. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that is one of my goals. I want to bench two plates. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we'll see. We'll see if that happens. Yeah. No, but um, I really just want to just like embody Christ crucified. Like I think the best seminarian is a seminarian that looks like Christ crucified, and so um, in whatever ways I can do that in humility and in love and self-sacrificing. And just just being a good brother to my fellow seminarians and, and being a good student, uh, and then just just being Christ, especially during Tonus Tuus, uh, yeah, just trying to embody Christ crucified. Very good, love it. Um, I I, I think uh, I guess for a resolution, I would say just be as available as possible just to receive the formation of what it looks like to truly like be have a missionary mindset like St. Paul and St. Francis Xavier you know just I mean really kind of like Trevor was saying just be crucified to yourself or your own will and let God resurrect himself and his own will in your life so that people's lives can be changed I mean that's we all should have a missionary mindset no matter where we're at. We're all missionaries in one way or another. Um, and so honestly, just like through prayer and reflection, honestly, just the formation we, we receive every day, like the classes we take, like like just em- embodying that and, and developing that each and every day because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be huge for whatever I'm called to after this, whatever the big B vocation is or whatever. Um, you got to prepare for that too. But, of course, live in the present. Um, and as far as what I'm excited for, I mean, literally, just, like, everything. Like, I have, a, I have friends getting married, a brother getting married. I'm going to be in Georgia. I'll be in Florida for part of the summer. I'll be meeting so many new people, so yeah. many new students, um, and getting to start Bible studies and discipleship and, and share lives with people I've I haven't even met yet. I'm, there's gonna be a ton of them. Cause like, it was amazing at Lincoln, you know. But like now I'm going somewhere where I don't know anybody. Yeah. So I'm just super pumped about that. I love meeting new people, um, and just trying new things. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm only 21, so I have some time to try some new things. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'd say just like if you know everything, yeah. taking it as it comes, and just yeah. do the next best thing. 100%. George's going to win the national championship, so you all look forward to that. Hopefully. I'll be down there, so <laughs> when it happens. Yeah, that'll so. be dope. Yeah, yeah if they're in it, I'm sure there'll be a lot of hype around campus. Yeah, yeah. that'll be hype. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But. Sweet. Well, it's been a pleasure, man. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a pleasure. Yeah. My stomach's starting to growl, so let's end in prayer. Let's get some oatmeal, yeah. All right. In the Father, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. amen. Come Holy Spirit.
Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of my brothers. I just thank you for allowing us to have this conversation. Lord, I ask that you, as we go into this next year, that you just absolutely take over our lives. Especially Danny going to Georgia, Mitch getting married, and me heading to another semester of seminary. That you just be our number one goal. That we always, that we never lose sight of you. And that we always strive to just grow closer to you and understand you more and reflect you by the way we live our lives. St. Joseph, we call upon your intercession this year. We pray that we may be the men that you're calling us, that God is calling us to be, and that you help us to be humble, loving, patient men who are courageous and always ready to do the will of the Father. St. Joseph, pray for pray us. Pray for us. And the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. amen. Awesome. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Blessings in the year 2022. Get some oatmeal. Get some oatmeal.